Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, October 20th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest inside-the-room details on Democratic negotiations on reconciliation. Number two, Punchbowl News is out with a new feature. The workforce will tell you what that's all about. And number three, Jay Powell, what's his future? All right, Jake, let's get into it. We have a meaty edition of Punchbowl News AM with all of the details of this negotiation between President Joe Biden and the progressives uh, at the White House, really hashing out details here in a way that has actually kind of jump-started this process. Yeah, I'd say this, uh, whereas yesterday morning, we were a bit skeptical they can come to an agreement. Uh, actually, we didn't. We weren't even talking about them coming to an agreement this week, to be honest with you. Yesterday, coming out of the Democratic lunch, um, midday yesterday, we thought, yes, they could come to an agreement. Well, we didn't think they can come to an agreement, but we definitely thought that people were more optimistic, which is obviously, um, you know, optimism is a feeling, not a, not a hard and fast kind of data point. Um, and and now after two meetings at the White House, um, I, I would say it's possible, not not probable, but possible that a reconciliation framework could come together in the next few weeks. And here's why I say that. Um, uh, President Biden laid out a bunch of uh, details yesterday, more yesterday afternoon in, in his meetings, um, and they are quite, uh, you know, they're quite. They, it looks like they're making progress. I'm going to go over a few of them here. Uh, Biden seeking a bill of between $1.9 trillion and $2.2 trillion. Um, he is looking for a pilot program for expanded dental care under Medicare. Um, Affordable Care Act subsidies around $180 billion, $200 billion for public housing. Four weeks of paid leaves, paid, paid leave, means tested at $100,000. Uh, all this is fluid, but um, uh, so... This is just a, there's a lot of a lot of um, positive movement here. Yeah, in a way that we have kind of I think and we've both not been, seen in the last couple been weeks. fairly bearish about um, you know kind of in recent times because they they haven't really laid out this specificity in terms of what the president wants in terms of kind of figuring out what progressives are willing to uh, you know be amenable to. I do think you know to note this is a couple things. One, they have not talked about the climate provisions. That's going to be a massive negotiation. Clearly, that is one of the biggest points of division between Senator Joe Manchin and progressives like Senator. Bernie Sanders. You also have the question about what exactly gets into the bill in terms of Medicare, Medicaid, these health care provisions. And I think the third that we've talked a lot on this program about is that SALT, um, you know, cap. What is there a fix to that? It isn't part of what the details are being discussed right now, but certainly is going to be something that is going to be really necessary for Democrats to figure out a way forward just in terms of being able to get the moderates. There's a lot of Democrats, particularly in the House, who have laid a marker in the in the sand to say if there is not a fix to that, they're not going to be able to support this. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know how you could credibly say that. Uh, I don't know who if anyone's saying this, to be honest with you, but there, there's no way there, there's not going to be a salt fix of some sort. No way. Like, it just can't happen. I mean, the, the there's too many members, as you know, too many members of the House who's, who are saying they will not vote for a bill without some sort of salt fix. 
and and to be honest, it's a, it's a political imperative for a lot of the people who are saying it, right? It's not just like a, a pet project. They're going to have to find some sort of fix here. There's literally no doubt about that. Um, so we, you know, I, I, we look forward to seeing what that looks like. Uh, God, if they cave on that, that is just such bad politics for them. But no, I have to imagine there's going to be some sort of solve fix. All right. And I just, before we move on to the number two story, I just want to lay out this, this new time timeline, right? You've, we've had this October 31st looming deadline that Speaker Nancy Pelosi set forward, but now we are actually looking at an 11 day deadline that President Joe Biden has said before he heads to Italy and Scott. He wants them to pass the bipartisan infrastructure bill, and that would mean that they would also have a reconciliation framework put together. That's a big change in terms of where the White House is now putting kind of a a marker out to say this is our new timeline that they're trying to work towards. Yeah, I'd say, listen, if they get a frame, so if they, let's assume for a second that they're going to not get a framework this week, but they'll get one next week. Then the second half of next week becomes when they need to pass the infrastructure bill. So the the, the infrastructure bill will pass easily as long as there's a, 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 a you know stomachable, I guess you could say, framework. Um, remember that. I mean, the infrastructure bill is not a difficult lift as long as they have that framework in place. And, and one thing I'd also note, Anna, is and and we mentioned this in the AM edition um, uh, in the actual newsletter, but if they, you know, the big problem here, one of the big problems here is is the climate provisions, which Joe Manchin is against. But what the administration is privately saying is they'll do a bunch administratively that they can't do legislatively because of um, because of Manchin. So that's one way out of this. All right, let's go on to the number two story of the morning. For us, we are super excited. We are launching a new custom product, the Workforce, Jake. Uh, we've been working on this for several uh, months and weeks, looking at kind of the future of work. Obviously, the pandemic has upended entire industries, whole planning for the future of the labor. There's shortages uh, across the country. There's a lot of thorny issues here. And so this is kind of our attempt to profile leaders in the public and private sector who have been thinking about this these issues um, for decades before, but are also focused on what that looks like in the future. This morning's uh, workforce launches with Bobby Scott, the Democrat from Virginia, who is also chair of the Education and Labor Committee, looking at his history, where he's currently focused in terms of getting some of the apprenticeship and other provisions uh, to remain in the reconciliation package, and also to the future, looking at where he sees some of the biggest concerns going forward, what he's most optimistic about. There's a whole video series as part of it. So we really encourage you to check it out. That is at its own website, punchbowl.news slash the dash workforce. Again, punchbowl.news slash the dash workforce. Please check it out. You can feel free to give us some feedback on it. We are really excited about it. Yeah, I'd also say like workforce issues are super, are super important right now. I mean, this is like what everyone's talking about coming out of COVID. So um, I would just say that like, and it's something that Congress is going to have to become increasingly focused on as corporate America also focuses on it. I mean, the 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 plans I think we note this morning or we note in the workforce, like the plans that a lot of companies have been making for years on the workforce have been blown up, right? Because um Things have changed, right? Things have changed. I mean, yep. the world has changed, and and Congress it needs to catch up with that. 
All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. Jay Powell, what is his future? A lot of people are asking. Yeah, Jay Powell is had a kind of tenuous grip on power, I would say, before um, this trading scandal had rocked the Fed. I mean, there's just a bunch of people who who um, are skeptical of him, Elizabeth Warren probably the, the most the most notable. But there's been a, a series of questions about trading among Fed um, Fed officials across the country. Uh, and uh, I w- I'd say at this point that like this will be a big fight for um, for Joe Biden. Um, I, I think we see a lot of skepticism or uncertainty in the ranks when it comes to Powell and his ten and his future and whether he should be renominated. He's up, I believe, in February. Uh, not even clear to me at this point he can get a an entire he can get a majority of the Senate Banking Committee. So um, that's something to watch. Another policy fight, another personnel fight that Joe Biden will have to deal with going into uh, next year. All right. With that, thank you so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. I have to say this morning's edition is jam-packed with lots of news, analysis, insights about what's happening here in Washington as people try to exercise power, try to gain power. It really encompasses what we are trying to do. So we hope you subscribe to that as well. Have a great day and stay safe.